So uh, this is David, and I'm here with Nick, who's on the other end there with the uh, big bushy beard. Um, Nick and I have, have been talking finances together for, hell, it's probably been five, six years now, wouldn't you say, Nick? Oh, yeah, at least. And uh, we decided we, we'd start opening this up to other people, and we, we know that at least one other person we know is going to join us tonight, but, but other than that, we figured we'd record it and kind of throw it up and see what people have to say. So... Nick and I were bandying around ideas this week on what to talk about, and uh, kind of the first subject we came up with was how to budget during a pandemic, because we're obviously going through a pandemic right now. Uh, Nick, thoughts? Uh, you know, what do you want to say, or do we want to just jump right in? Well, you know, I mean, I say it's, it's something, I think that's new to all of us, so that's why we came up with it. I mean, it's something that's here and now, and we want to be relevant with, with things that are going to happen on a constant basis. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, quick background, I guess, on, on me. Um, I'm a little long-term uh, with thinking. Um, I do own some rental real estate and, and quick budgeting. Um, you know, but I say my, mine is more geared towards, you know, a long-term thinker. Um, and I know that David's a little bit different, you know, he, he, he does more weekly budgeting, uh, constant money, money checking. So I, I, you know, I love the way both of our minds work together, um, you know, because we still have that same end goal is, is, you know, we, we want to, we want to live a life beyond belief. So. Yeah. And I, I would say Nick hit it right on the head there. He, he's always looking, you know, where am I going to be at? 10 years down the road and I'm kind of looking at where am I going to be tomorrow? Um, so when, when we look at budgeting specifically, and I threw, I threw together a sample budget that I can share here. Um, give me half a second to pull it up. I think, you know, I mean, the one thing I want to take away is, you know, you actually have it written down. You know, there's so much proof that if you actually write a budget down that you have a potential to stick to it a heck of a lot better. So that, that's absolutely true. And and the, the budgeting I use is, is very, very detail oriented. This, you know, what I, what I have on the screen here is is just a small snippet of, of what I do with budgets. Um, and, and as you can see, you know, this is mostly tailored towards my lifestyle here. You know, my, the mortgage is what I pay in a mortgage and escrow. The other things on here are pretty much ballpark estimates on what everything is a month. So I know going into any given month, I need $5,500, you know, take home to pay the bills. So when we look at pandemics, I, the first thing we have to look at is, and, and this is always my thinking is what do we need to cut? What do we need to get rid of lower? How do we need to make our money go a little further? And I, I threw that question out to Nick and the first thing he came back with, which is more of his long-term thinking is what can I jump on? What, what kind of things can I change? What, what can I take advantage of during this situation? So I think it's kind of twofold. When, when I looked at my budget, I sat down at the beginning of this pandemic and I said, okay, what can I cut? So I had a couple of streaming services that I like, but I don't use them a whole lot. They, you know, they're running about 10 bucks a month, which isn't a big deal, but you know, let, let's get rid of those. I, I don't feel I'm getting value. 
Yeah, so it adds up. You know, I mean, it does. I, I already live. You know, I live with. Uh, you know, no no cable. Uh, my internet that I'm running to do this is off of my cell phone data plan, right? Uh, you know, so for me to cut things, you know, I have to look. I have to look deeper than than you know small ten dollar things here and there. Like we don't have subscriptions or anything like that. So that's what makes it a little difficult. Um, I know, I know during this time, my biggest budget cut was, was going out to eat, right? I mean, we, we, I'm not a small guy, so I eat quite a bit, but, uh, you know, we, we, we stopped, you know, we go out once a, once a week, uh, for dinner, I guess we just pick one place and, and try to support a local thing while still keeping money, you know, at home to be able to pay the bills. So. Well, I'm, I'm kind of at that same point. So, you know, a little bit of background on, on where I'm coming from here is I work a full-time job. In addition to that full-time job, I coach, which is another full-time job because let's face it, if, if you're a coach and you're passionate, you're always doing it. And Nick knows my wife opened a business last year. So I worked there, you know, when we're open, which during this pandemic, we are not. But typically we are. So I work four days a week there as well. So I'm always on the go. I'm always working. So in the last year, the eating out budget for us it went up because we're on the go all the time. When I'm home, sure, I can go make a sandwich. That's not a big deal. I work from home the majority of the time. Great. I'm on my way to or from practice. It's a 40-minute drive to practice and back from practice. I might stop and grab something to eat real quick. You know, if I'm at work on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, same deal. I might have to grab something to eat because I didn't plan ahead real well or I wasn't hungry at the time, didn't want to think about it. So, so those things always factor into what are we doing? Well, of course, now we're in a pandemic. Nick brought it up. He wants to stick to once a week eating out. And I think we've been the same here, too. We, we basically said, if we want to eat out, we can eat out once a week. Pick what you want the rest of the time. We got food, we'll make it. Yeah. Well, I'm say, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know with your life, you know, you just listed a, a bunch of business. Um, you know, I have a young kid who's, you know, starting to get into all those activities where it's like, all right, you know, six o'clock, you know, main, main deal, you know, meal time is, you know, that, now we have to plan around that. So it's faster to, to eat, you know, if we forget the crock pot meal. So, um, you know, trying to be in business meetings when, when everything was open, you know, I was trying to keep myself busy and moving and going forward. And, and, you know, I, I always tried to eat at those meetings and, and keep going. So now it's, all right, I'm stuck home, stay at home. Um, I just happen to have a great supply of beer on hand. Uh, my cellar has always been, been great. Um, and, you know, a couple of cases of Bud Light will get you pretty far. So. <laughs> Well, see, and Nick and I, we're both at different spectrums here. So I'm about 10, 12 years older than Nick. My daughter's 25. She's out of the house. She's doing her own thing. His daughter's four. She's very active, is doing literally anything you can. Yeah. We're both, we're both married, and for the most part, our wives try to keep you know, things somewhat in line. But at the same time, sometimes they like to splurge a little bit more, too. So it it really ends up being a partnership between, hey, I really, I'd like to go to the bar and have a couple of drinks with a friend tonight. Yep. And having somebody there saying, can we really afford that? Should you do that? Yeah. And then that's the biggest key is communication for sure. I mean, if both people aren't on board, 
for a budget, especially during a pandemic, right? Like where everything has to kind of, in, our, in my opinion, has to be watched really close and, and you have to make it through. Um, you know, I say, I, you know, we take a look at your budget and, you know, so there's some, you know, there's some things that you can't really get away from, you know, um, you have a couple of car, you know, car, cars, car insurance, so like you have to pay those, right? Yep. Um, you know, I, I don't owe any money on my cars, but I drive junk things, you know, um, but I still have car insurance, you know, I, I have to, I have to maintain, I have to maintain everything that I have. And then my goal, my goal through all this though, is, is to maintain what I have and not have to cost me too much money. Um, you know, my rentals have, have kind of been needing a lot of work for some reason, um, right? People are flushing the wrong things because toilet paper is hard to find. You know, just, um, you know, every every boiler or furnace wants to go out. So, you know, I think one thing that we should bring up is the, the stimulus checks, right? Um, you know, I got... I got a stimulus check and mine went right into the bank um, to replenish what I had already spent. You know, honestly, I, I say I spent four hundred and fifty dollars on a on getting a, a boiler fixed because it was it was broken and leaking. Um, I spent, you know, we talked about the the plumbing issues um, and that I think that cost me four twenty five and that was for a whole new toilet. That's for you know a, a drain to get snaked. Um, you know, so. I, I pretty much, I took my check and just replenished everything that I had already spent. And yeah, you know, I, ha I have it budgeted, but I just, I'd like to get out of this without being backwards. You know, I, I want to stay right where I am and then full charge ahead. So. Well, see, and, and building off that, you know, having this business, that's my wife's full-time job now. So she was taking a salary from that and, and we knew she had to take between 600 and 800 dollars a week to really put us in the spot we want to be in the business isn't open she can still take that money there is money in the account but if she takes it we're still paying bills they didn't stop what stopped was the revenue so when when we look at the business as a whole we're sitting at a 300 or three thousand dollar a week negative because we were making X number of dollars and we were paying X number of dollars. So every week we're not open, we're down three grand. So for her to sit there and say, well, I'm going to take another five, $600 this week. It, it doesn't make fiscal sense. Right. And she's on board with that, right? I she's mean, absolutely a hundred percent on board. So when we got the, our stimulus, which again is our money, when we got that, what we basically said was, all right, well, this is about a month's worth of pay for, for Dawn because we didn't have that money for six weeks. She wasn't making anything. So that goes right into, you know, I need 5,500 bucks a month. That basically covered that shortfall. And I'm, you know, with the cuts I'm making, I'm moving on with business as usual because I, I really don't have a choice. And, you know, we can look on this budget that I have here and, you know, I, I have three cars listed. I have a Cruise, an Equinox, and a Tiguan. I have a 25-year-old daughter. She has a car, a co-signed on it. She pays me 200 bucks a month because when she bought it, I didn't want her to have more than a $200 a month payment. Now, come December, she doesn't have a car payment anymore, so that'll go away. That's, that's great. It only saves me $38 a month, but as Nick knows, $38, that adds up quick. Yeah, very. 
you know, that kicks out my streaming bill or my trash bill. Right. I mean, you know, you, yeah, say exactly very quick. Hey, um, we have some people that might be when that they understand what a budget is, yep. but right. I mean, I personally don't write mine on a, on a, an Excel sheet. Um, could you do me a favor? Sure. Explain, explain the black, explain the red, maybe, sure. maybe tell everybody kind of like what your top part is. I, you know, I see that there's cars in the middle, like how, how you organize it. And, and, and if somebody wanted to do it, um, you know, how would, how would they be able to get all this kind of information? So most of my organization comes from when is a bill necessarily due? So earlier in the month is going to be towards the top of the spreadsheet as far as the black goes. Blacks are, are pretty much, that's what the bill is gonna be a month. There is some wiggle room. Car insurance might change when it comes due because I pay, my, my policy only allows me to pay six months at a time. I would rather pay a year. I actually don't get a discount for paying yearly. Uh, it's, it's two pennies cheaper to pay monthly than it is to pay for a full year. And if I pay six months, it costs me like, an extra 10 cents uh, per month for every six months or something. So, well, you know how I am. If you can save two cents, save it. Yeah, well, right. Like, I mean, you know, it's a, it adds up. It's just, it's not going to be quick, but in the end, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Hey, Amr, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, not too much. Going over what goes into a budget right now. <laughs> Everything. So, some CBS from Founders. So, now I have another job Porter again. So I, I, I kind of wanted to color code these when I, when I was looking at these. So if, if you're looking at something in black here, that, that's pretty much what the bill is a month. Now, yeah, there's some wiggle room. Like I said, car insurance, you know, it, it, they quote it every six months. And I quote with every place. I, I, I do not stay with car insurance more than a year or two because somebody's going to give me a better choice. Sure. Um, Obviously, my DT and consumer bills, they fluctuate a little bit here and there every month, but usually I just stick it on the budget plan and, and I know it's going to be that for 12 months and, and that's where we're at. Now, the stuff in red, that's all something that's totally controllable by me. It can go up, it could go down. It really just depends on what we're doing monthly to make those bills less. Now, the water bill is only going to fluctuate a little bit. A couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. They charge us every three months. It's usually in the $75 range. Sure. But I'll, trade you, I'll trade you water bills. Say that again? I'll trade you water bills. I'm yeah, sure your water's cheap. Worse. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, my last water bill was $1,500 for... Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is there... I don't know. As I said, I had plumbing issues a lot this month, but you know, I uh, no the eight unit. The eight unit is a uh, you know, I, I literally fifteen hundred dollars, you know, and uh, so you know, I, I want to get in there and try to fix everything. Like I, I changed two stems out and, and showers. I fixed the toilet. Like it just, it it's crazy how much it adds up. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's insane. So, you know, when I, when I look at this, I know groceries right now, I'm probably spending more than 800 bucks a month because, uh, you know, I do buy groceries for my daughter. So we're in the pandemic, okay? And my wife's immunocompromised. I don't really like her to go out. My daughter's immunocompromised. I really don't like her to go out. 
So I just buy the groceries. I buy them for me. I buy them for her. I'm probably spending 1400 bucks a month buying groceries for two houses right now. Sure. That sucks. Yeah. But, you know, you do what you have to do. We and switched to being vegetarian at home, and we save a shit ton on groceries. Oh, yeah. Are you? I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah. How's that? How's that affecting you? With uh, are you gonna try to do your own garden and things to to save, or yep. go? Yeah. So this year I've is the first year that I'm trying. So I'm trying to do onions, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, peppers. Sure. And just just so I can get my my basics. Lettuce lettuce is very easy to grow, and it regrows upon itself, um, because like right, it's ninety percent water or whatever. And so it's really easy to grow and it tastes great out of a garden. So that's like the only I thing. Mean, I'd that'd be great if we ate lettuce. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I had lettuce. Oh, I just had a salad tonight. <laughs> so three, three minutes ago. But <laughs> no, and so now with, with your, with your budget though, David, I mean, yeah. your, your groceries are up. And, you know, your water bill is probably going to go up your home a little bit more right now. But your gas, I mean, you're, you're not traveling as much because we can't go anywhere. So, yeah, I'm, you know. I'm filling up about once every three to four weeks. Sure. And with gas prices the way they are right now, I, I was bone dry. I got gas yesterday. And it cost me 19 bucks to fill my vehicle, which, you know, the last time I did that was 20 years ago. Yeah. It's like high school. Yeah. I got excited. I, I filled my truck up. And uh, my my mom, of course, gave me her her discount like usual. So we paid ten cents a gallon, like you know, it was like a dollar seventy for you know seventeen gallons or something. Nice. I was like, all right, you know, she filled her car, I filled my truck, and then I get in my car, and like I have less than a quarter tank, and I was like, come on, you know, I can't ever win. So, do you guys use any of those cash back apps when you uh, get gas? I use some of them. Um, I know you can get some cash back with Gas Buddy. Yeah, I think um, that's about five percent, but that's all in uh, yeah. Sears points. Correct. Yeah. So like, you don't, go ahead. There's a a new one I just started using called Get Upside. Yeah, I've seen that, and I had a friend invite me to that, but I don't know much about it. Umar, can can you shed some light? So you have to choose one of their gas stations. So it's not like Gas Buddy. Gas Buddy's pretty much anywhere. With Get Upside, you have to choose one of their gas stations and then you redeem it for gift cards. But they have a ton of merchants for their gift cards. And Amazon's one of them. So nice. You know, that, that pretty much covers almost everybody's bases. Yeah. So, I mean, some people are going to view this and not know where we are. Um, I go to Speedway, which, you know, Michigan, um, right? Speedway is kind of Midwest and doesn't really get out too much farther than that. So um, Speedway gives me bonus point or, you know, points to fill up and then I can, I can buy a gas card every year with it or something like that. Um, so that's the only points I really do. Uh, I just type my phone number in and, you know, um, tell them I'm a, uh, a valued customer. So that's the only thing yeah. I really do. Well, and being the, you know, we're all basically based in Michigan. We, you know, a lot of what we do is going to be tailored towards Michigan stuff. So, you know, when, getting back to the budget for a minute here, when I looked at this, the, the one thing that always jumps out at me, which I only have my out-of-pocket listed in here, is, is the medical. Yeah. 
Um, 667 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. And yeah. with my current medical, most of our doctors are out of our tier one network. So we pay tier two benefits for them. And the out-of-pocket for that is over $13,000. So if I'm truly budgeting for our medical, I'm budgeting over a thousand bucks a month. And because I have two immunocompromised people in my house, I'm going to spend that. I already know that. So 667 is probably generous. And again, we have to look at ways to make that better. So Nick and I were discussing this the other day. I know I got a $5,400 bill coming for a procedure my wife had done. It's with Mercy Health. I'm going to call them when I get that bill, or actually I'm going to ask her to call them because I don't call people. And I'm going to say, what will you take if I pay it all off right now? And I know they're going to give me at least a 10% discount. Every time. All right, well, that's still, the, the entire amount's going to track towards my out-of-pocket. But I'm going to save, you know, 500 bucks if I pay it off. I'm taking that savings. I'm going to pay it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think that's one of the biggest things that most people don't do um, that I find, you know, we all have, we all have stories of people that kind of just accidentally go into the hospital and things like that. And then, oh, hey, I got hit with this bill. And, you know, you see, you see those things up there, and, you know, I, I, then all of a sudden I bring it up and I'm like, oh, did you ask him, you know, for the 20% discount? They're like, what? No. And I'm like, look, you know, every time, no matter what it is, it could be a $120 bill and I'll be like, hey, what can you take off of it? And, you know, well, what do you want? Uh, 20%, you know, start there type of a thing. Well, we can give you, a, you know, 10%. And, uh, perfect. 10% is better than nothing. If they say nothing, I usually go, okay, you know, um, I hang up and I'll, I'll say you get it. You'll get it when you get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll attempt to call back and, you know, all right, hey, when, you know, what's, what can you give me? Oh, you, you weren't joking. Yeah, I'll pay you right now. I have the money. <laughs> so I just want a discount for paying it. So, you know, but most people aren't going to pay their, their bills and settle up on, especially like on the 5,500, you know, larger things. So they're, they're more inclined to give you a discount to get their money right then. So that way it's paid and it doesn't have to go to collections. So. Yeah. Cause let's face it. If it goes to collections, it's costing them more than 10%. Oh yeah. I mean, they're going to sell oh, yeah. it. They're going to sell it for 50 cents on a dollar. You know, yeah. that's the start. That's the first one. You know, I mean, if it's large, you, you get it for 10 cents on a dollar type of thing. Well, of course, I'm taking notes here because that's what I do. I think when we do this, maybe next week or a few weeks down the line, Nick, we should really talk about how to deal with bill collectors because my wife and I have gotten a lot of friends out of a lot of bills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same, and you have you have great stories about it too. I, I do have some good stories about yeah. about bill collection. Um, so, I mean, we, we obviously see where where my budget's sitting at. Um, I'm gonna unshare this now, and and let's just talk about what you two are doing a little bit, and I'll throw in my my two cents. Sure. If I can get if, this. If, if you can, if you can unshare it, way to go. No, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm I, I don't use it that often. You know, I'm I'm a little different than David. Uh, I, I try to be hands-on and hands-off. You know, I, I want to have a physical receipt. So like when I go pay my mortgages, right, I still go to the bank. I'm old. Like I want that receipt in my hand. 
but you know, for most of my investing, honestly, it's all, it's all uh, like auto pay or auto withdraw, you know, so come, you know, 401k thing comes straight out of my check. Um, my, my uh, betterments and things just, I get, I just got a note, you know, a notification, Hey, the deposit's going to happen. So that, you know, it just automatically pulls and everything, everything, everything for that is, is pretty auto um, except for like, you know, my bills, my bills are the things that I, I get monthly. Like I, I call and pay or I go online and pay. Um, you know, I, I want to, I want to know where that money's going and who's taking it. And, and I want to know how much I'm actually shelling out. So, um, it hurts more to, to call and pay. A, I think I just paid a $692 gas bill. Um, and that was a, it was a great month here. So, uh, imagine, you know, <laughs> when it's really cold out. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I want to know, I want to know that the bill's paid. I, I write down, um, so I don't think I have anything. Um, I write down the confirmation number, the date it was paid. That way I have, you know, everything cleared. I've had a couple things come back saying, Hey, it hasn't been paid, you know, this and that. And, and you know, I'm, I'm an on-time person. So. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. What I do is I keep a spreadsheet with all my accounts. So I'll have like my bank account, my HSA account, brokerage accounts, 403B, 401K, and all my credit cards. And I have all that in a spreadsheet. And once a month, I'll go in and I'll track and just add to it and see how my net worth has grown over the last 30 some odd days. So it's not to the, the granular level that I want it to be at, but it's a start. Sure. And I like being able to see like, okay, this is where I was at last month. This is where I'm at this month. You know, even though the market tanked 30%, my wife and I both still have our jobs. And I see that my net worth did not go down by 30%, even though I have everything invested. So sure. it, it motivates me to see things like that. Yeah. Um, my real estate, my real estate, I used to, I used to do it like monthly, like I'd make a payment and then get the, the next, uh, you know, payment statement. And I would write down like how much, how much my net worth has gone up. And, um, I, I guess my, my personal feeling was like, sometimes I felt like it wasn't enough, even though I noticed that it was like hitting it as like, uh, you know, I was gaining. Sometimes I would just, I feel like I wasn't doing enough. So I, I stopped tracking it, um, on the slow like every month. And I just started tracking it like every six months of like, Hey, here's my, here, here's where I've, I've hit. Um, and then where I want to be, like how quickly, you know? So it, it just, it made it look better to me to see a big amount of money stacking up. You know, we were talking about gotcha. pennies and saving pennies and it was like, you know, two pennies sucks. But if I do that, like if I do that for a month straight, you know, it's like, it's like the, the, what is it, acorn or whatever, where they, they take your change yeah. and roll it in. It's like, you know, your 12 cents doesn't mean anything until you get to the end of the month and all of a sudden you're like, 26 bucks. Like, I only, you know, I only use 12 cents a piece. So it's like, I want to see that big number. Um, so I guess it just made, it made more sense for me on a, on a, a mental level to see it as a bigger number for me. Um, my, my investments, though, like I still, you know, for, uh, uh, cash investments, I'll still check them just to, to see where they are. And of course, we all wanted to see how far our 401s went down. And 
our uh, stocks and all that, <laughs> you know, so. Um, just yeah, I still check them. I just don't write it down and keep track of it is what I meant. Sure, sure. Because, you know, I check it probably every day. Well, I think Nick brought up a great yeah. point there. So I talked about earlier, you know, I, what were things I could cut? So I got rid of some streaming services that I don't feel I'm getting full value out of because I'm really not using them. Um, one of those things we can jump on is, and, and Nick brought it up, it's Acorns is great. I love Acorns for investing. I, I don't put a lot of money in it, but I put a little bit and they do this, one of these great things where if, if you link your card, they will take whatever change it, you would have had left over out of that you know, doll, next dollar amount. So if you spend 1240, they're gonna take 60 cents, they're gonna put it in your Acorns account, it's gonna get invested. You're not gonna miss it. Because we don't think of things on a $12.40 level. We think of it, it's, it's either 12 or it's 13. So it's just about training the brain to realize, okay, it was over 12, so I spent $13. And you move on with your life. And at the end of the month, maybe you got an extra 20 bucks that is invested that you don't know about and you're not worrying about. And who knows what that will be in 20 years. Even if you're getting a modest 6% return, that's huge. So these are things, you know, during, during this type of time, can you afford that little bit extra? You won't even know it's gone. You don't care. Open that account, throw that money in there. I think that's, you know, most people, you know, most people, if they had an extra 20 bucks, they would just go do something they want to do with it, which is perfect. Right. But, you know, I think if you, you know, my opinion is if you take even 10 of that, do what you want with 10 of it because you're not going to buy anything different, right? Like you're, you're, you're going to buy, you know, three Bud Lights compared to one CBS, right? I mean, you have to make that choice. Um, so, you know, take the 10 bucks and, and put it into something and have it, don't even think about it, right? Like in the end, right? At, you know, my, my idea is like after a year, you'll be like, okay, hey, that's 240 bucks or, or, you know, I didn't even know I had, didn't even think about it, didn't feel it. So, um, so like my question, my question, because like, I know both of you guys are, are, you know, into all these different apps, things like that. Like what types of what places and types of things are you guys investing in during the, uh, this pandemic? Are you still doing the same ones? Um, you know, are you still doing the same investments, David, you know, not having that same income? Um, you know, like what, what's, what's changed and what, what do you suggest for people? So, I'll go ahead and share my screen and, and give Umar a little time to to think about what he's doing because I don't know if he's ready to answer that yet. Um, so these are the investments I have. And I'm going to show you mine and I'm going to show you Caitlin's because we're obviously in two different realms here. I'm 42, almost 43. Uh, I'm paying for everything because I'm the dad and that's what you do. She's 25. She moved out a few months ago. Well, she's going to, no, she did just turn 25. So she's 25. She moved out a few months ago. She's not used to paying for everything. So she's had all this money that, you know, she could play with. And she said, here, dad, play with money. So when I look at my investments, I have some passive investments, which would be Fundrise and, and Prosper. I have, you know, stock accounts, which are Stash, Robinhood, and Acorns. I have two different Roths, one with Invesco that was started when I was 16, 17 years old. Um, and one with Betterment that I started recently. 
Um, I have my investment account with Betterment, and I have my 403B through my work, which I contribute, you know, the max of what they would also match. So I'm not going to, now, now we're not going to be doing match for six months, but I'm not going to stop that investment. I'm putting 4% in. It's relatively aggressive because I'm 42 and I'm not going to retire for, you know, 25 years. Sure. So I want it to be as aggressive as it can be. Now, Caitlin, on the other hand, is 25. She's not going to retire for a long, long time. So everything I have her in is is pretty aggressive. She's in Fundrise. She has stocks at Ally and in Robinhood. Uh, she's got two Roth IRAs with wealth, one with Wealthfront, one with Betterment, and then she's got her investment account at Betterment. Now she puts money in every month to both Betterment accounts. She puts money into Ally probably monthly. I would say that she has money in there for me to make some different investments for. And Robinhood probably every couple, three months. And Fundrise, she opened with a thousand bucks and she just lets it sit. Sure. So, you know, she's, she's making money here and there. Now, obviously, Ally and Robinhood took some hits. But when they took hits, the first thing I did, because she doesn't need money, is I went and bought more stocks for her. Now, in a pandemic, am I upping anything I'm doing? No, I'm not. With Prosper, I've actually pulled back investments. When people are paying stuff off, I'm, I'm pulling that money back. Sure. Now, now with but, Prosper, did you see, did you see um, like, I, I'm interested, um, did you see any, any more payments and bigger payments towards your, your thing with the stimulus checks? I mean, did you watch... I, I, there have been no extra payments. We've, I've had one person that's been uh, delinquent on their loan, but they've only been delinquent 15 days. Sure. Um, it got paid. It, it just got a little five cent late fee. So, you know, I got an extra five cents to play with. Right. And that's not money you ever want, right? It's right. a guarantee. It's Correct. <laughs> and I don't put a lot of money into Prosper. I, it, my Prosper account's only worth about 140 bucks right now because I don't want a huge risk there. Sure. So for anybody that's not familiar with Prosper, basically what you're doing is it's peer-to-peer -peer lending. I, you know, people say, I need money for this. You know, this is my FICO score. This is my Prosper score. This is what I do for a living, how much money I make. Will you help fund this investment that I need? And then you decide, yeah, this is a good investment or no, it's a bad one. And you decide how much money you want to throw in, minimum 25 bucks. I never throw more than $25 into an investment because I figure... You know, if I go out to the bar, I'm going to spend 25 bucks anyways. So I'll throw 25 bucks and hopefully make a little bit of money. Right. And that's, that's, that's positive. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, every little bit adds up. I mean, it, it knocks down, you know, it, when you go back to your medical bills, right, it knocks down that medical bill. So you can yep. you're not hitting 1300 a freaking month, you know. Um, just like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can see. I just wrote quickly, of course, this thing. I wrote quickly uh, on my board, this week I went board. Um, you know, I, I'm putting in 401k, putting in the betterment. I'm putting in 15% of my 401k, which, as we said, comes directly out of my, uh, my paycheck. Um, betterment, I'm doing 10%. Um, you know that that comes that comes right out of uh, my bank account um, every week. 
Uh, you know, I say I, I do have TD Ameritrade playing with stocks. Um, I honestly, I only throw like 20 bucks a week in there. Um, I, you know, automatically transfers in and then I, I buy, um, to be a, you know, I, I do more day trading without legal day trade. If you do more than three buy sell transactions of the same account in a week, you're a day trader and you have to have $25,000 back to be able to do the trading. So, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to have 25,000 sitting, not making money. Uh, so I, I, you know, I do a couple trades, I do a couple trades, comfortable, get comfortable and sell it off and, and, um, you know, wait until, wait until the next thing. So, uh, here in the meantime, I do some research and things like that, I guess. So, um, that's really, uh, and then every, you know, all my other money just goes into a, a, a savings account or checking account, depending on which one I make more money on. Um, you know, I'm maxing things out, so I'm not going to get paid over, you know, um, here we have a local credit union where I make 3% on $15,000. I don't make any more money. I don't make any money on anything over 15,000. So like, right. I, I keep that my uh, 15,000 do the things I have to and then my money goes to another spot, another spot, another spot. So, um, you know, I just, I keep stockpiling money until I have enough money for another down payment of another, of another property. Um, so I need to save bigger money to, to put it down on bigger things. So. Yeah. And all of my stuff, nothing has changed with the whole pandemic. I've just sure. stopped investing money into bonds because I used to do a 90-10 split, stocks and bonds, everything into passive, low-cost Vanguard funds. And that's across the line. My HSA, my 403B, my personal brokerage account, my rollover 401k from other companies, everything is in you know, the, the low expense ratio index funds from Vanguard, if possible. I think our 403B switched to Fidelity, but it's the same thing. Sure. And uh, I used to do a 90-10 split, and when we were towards the bottom, I just switched everything into stocks. Um, I also upped my HSA and my 403B contributions. I tripled them both because I can afford to. During, during this pandemic you did? Yes. So sure. normally it's like evened out to the end of the year. I've, sure. I've tripled them. So. Actually, I think my HSA, I quadrupled and I tripled the 403B. Nice. So I'm trying so, to just get that done with as soon as possible. And now, when you're, you said you and your wife are both still working. So yep. like financially, nothing. Now, I know we talked, uh, your salary, is your wife a salary position as well? Yeah, she's salaried too. Um, and David... We talked like your your salary position. Um, your wife is not working, so like you lost a full income. Yep. Myself, um, I work a day job. Uh, you know, from four a.m. to one p.m. I'm not salary. My my income has changed dramatically. Um, you know, so I, I was getting paid for the first couple of weeks thirty two hours of pay, but then I was getting paid. For the past two weeks, 24 hours of pay to stay home, and then now they're going to start paying me 16 hours a week just to stay home. 
um, after all my my insurance and everything like that, this is a this is a real thing. Um, I made five dollars and twenty four cents in my in my checking account. Um, wow. you know, that, that's that's what came into my checking account uh, was five dollars and twenty four cents. So um, yes, yeah, so like I've been kind of gearing up for this in the aspect of like right. I've always had six months reserve of savings um, in liquid cash. Um, you know, for everything I own, you know, it's not for, I, nobody could ever call this happening, right? But in 2008, we watched a lot of things crash and I didn't want to be stuck in a spot where I couldn't. So I've always, you know, when I, when I go to purchase a property, I instantly have that money for down payment. And first thing I do is start saving for six months, res, six months reserve um, of payments on that property. You know, usually it takes, it's called two months to get closed. I try to have, you know, as much possible saved up for, you know, during those two months. Like I want to be really close, right? When my first rent check comes in, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm got myself covered and then can get saving again. So, um, you know, so when it comes to like my 401, yeah, I mean, 15% of, you know, a 16 hour paycheck is, uh, you know, 12 bucks, <laughs> you know, but it's still like 15% is going there. Like it's, it's already done. I, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to change my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living off of, uh, you know, my wife is unemployed because uh, she got, she got furloughed um, and she's in the medical industry. Right. Uh, that's, that's pretty bad. Like, but she, you know, she's, she's happy. She's home with the kids safe and, and um, you know, we're, we're living off of her unemployment and my $5 and 24 cents. So <laughs> You know, um, but my, my investments, like that's one thing, you know, that's one thing I want to, I want to share, I guess, is yeah, I'm still staying the same. Nothing's changed with me. I, everything wants to invest more, but I understand that I need to reserve and what I'm doing is still good enough. As long as I'm doing something, I'm doing good enough. Um, you know, I, everybody wants to capitalize, you know, but I'm not, I'm not worried about it. So I have, you know, I have money making money, you know, on this low is going to become higher soon. So we've already seen stocks kind of turn around. Um, you know, we've seen my, my betterment account that I started for my daughter. Oh gosh, four years ago, last I checked, it was down $12, you know, I mean, at one point it was down 800 or something like that. And now it's down 12 bucks. Like I'm not worried. Well, see, and I think that's important too. I mean, as long as you can ride the storm, you keep riding the storm. Um, my investments haven't changed. They can't. I, I need to keep investing. So do I invest as much as I want? No, I don't. I'd love to invest, you know, 30, 40% of what I'm bringing home, but I can't, I can't afford to do that even when Dawn is working. I, you know, obviously the last year, our, our income went way down. Okay. We're, we're used to making combined somewhere between 90 and 110,000. And last year, I think our adjusted gross income was $55,000, which is less than I make. So, I mean, you know, what do you do? What do you cut? So, we've been cutting all along. So, it's not like I can sit there and jump on, hey, let's do this right now because, you know, we're, we're pretty much bare bones as it is. And then, you know, the only thing I contribute to every month consistently is stash. I throw money into stash every month. 
haven't cut it back at all yet. Don't plan on doing it. I'd like to put more in. And you know, when I, when I look at my daughter, she's, you know, also laid off right now. So she's only making unemployment, but she's got money. So she's okay. And I talked to her today. I'm like, Hey, I bought another 160 bucks in stocks for you today. Do you want to know what's up? And she goes, no. And of course my, my thing to her was, okay, you know, I'm going to die at some point. What are you going to do when I die? What do you mean? I'm like, somebody has to give you money advice when I'm dead. You know what she said to me? I'll just ask Nick. (laughs) I want you to know once you're dead, I'm charging for that stuff. That's between you and her. I'm dead. I tell them all the time, they have to be at my job when I drop dead because they'll have a lot of money. I got a lot of life insurance at that place. So, um, right, it's not a brag. It's, it's a thing that we've all been kind of doing. We all seem to have a good head on our shoulders when it comes to financials. Um, what do you guys suggest for people that might not have a pot to piss in right now? Um, right, they, they got unemployed. We're hoping that when they see this, they haven't spent all their stimulus checks. Um, you know, they weren't investors before. What do you suggest right now? What do they do? So if I'm them, I'm probably looking at something that is low maintenance, okay? I, of course you go to that. Um, I'm looking at something low maintenance because most people out there don't want to research it, don't understand what they're researching. They don't know what to do. So you want to find something that you don't really have to look at. Betterment's a great option. They have investment accounts. They have, you know, IRAs. I always love Roth IRAs. Throw some money into that. Get on one of these platforms like Acorns or Stash where you can just basically tell them, Hey, I'm moderately aggressive or I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very conservative and they will go ahead and take care of investing it for you. They'll point you to some, some different accounts and then you don't have to worry so much about what should I do? That's, would you say, would you say, would you say start now though? I mean, I would say start, start as soon as you can. And you don't have to start with a lot, start with five bucks. But I'm saying, so like even during this pandemic, when people are, you know, when people are where they are, would you suggest it? I would absolutely suggest it right now because you're buying low. Okay. And then, you, you know, I mean, being, being a non-financial person growing up, you know, I, I wasn't a financial person. So like, that was the words that were told to me, right? Buy low, sell high kid. That's how you'll get rich. So, right. Um, right. We, we all have opinions and yeah, this is a low, right? I, I, I was fishing for those words, but yeah. Like, yes. So yeah, you always... <laughs> You want to walk in when, when it's at, at some kind of bottom. It might not be at the absolute bottom, but you're getting full value for your money if you're buying it cheap, okay? Mm-hmm. If, you, you know, you can look at, so I'm a child of the 80s, which both of you are way too young to understand, okay? I was born in 88. Yeah, okay. I was born in 85. Okay, you need, both of you are way too young to understand, so... <laughs> When I was a kid, it was we had every toy there was. We had Star Wars and G.I. Joe and He-Man, and it was all great. And the only thing I was smart enough to do was keep all of my Star Wars toys. 
Sure. Had I been thinking back then, like I would think now, instead of like a three-year-old, I would have never opened a Star Wars toy. I would have put them in a box and I would have sold them now. You know, the, that 99 cent figure I would sell now for a thousand bucks. So let me ask you, because I want to go back to this yep. pandemic right now. If, if somebody has something like that laying around, or if they have anything laying around, would you suggest they sell it right now? If it doesn't have value to them, absolutely. If, if there's stuff that you have that you that if there's stuff you have that you're not using and you're not tied to in any way, find a way to get rid of it. And then put that towards your startup of Acorns or startup of Betterment. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I mean, I would I would fully agree. Great minds think alike. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I have to I have to pause for one second. You guys hold your thoughts here. Yeah. Um, now that I'm done yelling at my wife for laughing at me. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, if, if you have stuff that's not worth something to you, get rid of it if you can. You know, I, when, when I stopped head coaching, there were things I said, hey, I really need to start going through this and start selling it. I haven't done it yet. I really need to do that because, you know, I got 40 bats sitting here that are basically brand new. Sure. I don't, sure. I don't need them. I don't supply bats for kids anymore. They buy their own. Yeah, sell them. Yeah. Yeah, same. And we we know that bats, you know, I mean, they depreciate, right? I mean, everybody wants the newest and the best thing. So the faster you get rid of bats, the the more money you're going to make off of it. Um, no, so you know, and that that's that's one of my biggest things. I think you know, if you're at a point where you just lost your job, we know unemployment's paying more than what most people were making, right? I mean, um. You know, if if you are if you are that type of a person where you are making more money than what the six hundred dollar bonus of unemployment is paying you right now, um, you know, just chances are you know you're you're a financial person that understands a little bit of money, and um, so right, you can reach out to uh, David or I. We'll look at things, kind of help you make sure you get by. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to real estate, you know. I, I can help you with what payments, forgivenesses, things like that. Uh, business owners, I know Dawn, uh, which is David's wife. Um, you know, she's she's been applying for some some loan things and things like that, so she understands how to do that. Uh, so if if you're not making the same amount or more that you were making, you know, on on that, reach out to us privately. Um, you know, th through YouTube, we'll, we can contact you anyway. Um, that that's going to happen. So, but more for the people that, you know, uh, are either benefiting from this unemployment or are, are getting by still working, you know, uh, Umber hasn't changed any lifestyle. And, and I think that's for quite a few people, you know, one thing, you know, it's one thing I think is like most people get a, a raise to, to continue to work. So like that's, that's a huge key. Um, you know, and if you don't think you got a raise, you know, if you used to go to work, you're staying home. So that's car insurance, you know, that's, that's a uh, gas that you're not spending. So like pennies, pennies, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're making money. So, um, what, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys see? What do you guys see that's going to happen with your investments, um, that have taken a loss? Like, I mean, do you, do you think they're going to go back up or? What are you, are you, are you fearing right now? What, what's, what's your thoughts? 
So I think eventually they'll go back up. I mean, being that all my stuff is invested broad market, you know, I have faith in the economy of the United States. So there's only one direction for it to go. Well, I know with a lot of the stuff I'm in, it's going to be just fine. Now, so some of the stocks that Caitlin or I own, could they go under? Yeah, absolutely. What am I going to lose? hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there, maybe. But I was smart enough to, so when, when I originally this hit, I looked at her account, she was down probably about eight, 900 bucks. So I took more money and I threw it into stuff that was way down. I, you know, I talked about this with Nick last week. I bought Disney. I bought Beyond. I bought Nike. Now have all gone way up from where I bought them. So have you ever heard of Disney or Nike, you had said, or another, you know, big company like that? Have you ever heard of them literally going from what's called a hundred dollar stock to zero dollars overnight? No. I mean, right, so if you lose it a little bit, it's going to be, you know, you, you have the opportunity to sell at a loss if you feel that, right? I mean, statistics show that gains are going to happen, so it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, if you're an older viewer, um, let's be honest, my mom will probably watch this because she supports her amazing, good-looking son. <laughs> but, no, uh, you know, and, and I – She's closer to retirement, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't run out and tell her, "Hey, go spend all your money on this." But you know, somebody my age, I would tell them, "Hey, you know, get started." Like, I nobody, I didn't have that chance to start low, and I didn't have the knowledge or you know this this type of a, a thing to watch to have. Hey, make it happen, right? So, well, I think you know, I was I was always smart enough to know. I could drop dead tomorrow. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. So I've always been looking at how can I set up, you know, the rest of my family to survive if I'm not around here. Great. They're going to get life insurance. That's fantastic. They're going to get my 403B. That's fantastic. But I need to set, you know, my wife will be okay, but I need to set my daughter up for long-term success. She I hopefully will live another 50, 60 years. Sure. If I die tomorrow, I want to make sure she's going to live comfortably for 50, 60 years, which is why I went out and opened her IRAs and, and investment accounts and, and gave her a tool. And, and obviously, Nick, you did the same thing for your daughter because she's got a betterment account and she's four years old. That's yeah. huge. So, you know, um, it's, one thing, you know, I'm, she's four and I did start a better way, but I didn't start a, a 529, right? Um, <laughs> my wife did, but I did not. Um, that being said, right, so my, my, my wife is in medical, right? She has to go to school for where she's at in life. Mm -hmm. I'm in real estate. If my daughter doesn't go to college, right, I, I don't need a 529 college plan for that. So, you know, what I what, – I told my wife she wanted it, she could set it up, and I made her, you know, I, I taught her how to do it and what to do and put small money into it, um, but, you know, I, I can't force my kid to do all this college. That's just my my opinion, but I want her to be successful in what she does, right? If she takes my betterment money and goes to college with it, I don't really care. It's her money. Um, you know, I just happen to put it away. Granted, she does some chores for it, you know, I mean, 
I, I pay her more and uh, uh, you know, I pay her more for chores right now than any other four-year-old makes, I guess, but you know, she'll, she'll earn it back later. So no, you know, I, I, I think, I think that's something right. And anything you can do for the next generation uh, is big for me. Right. And in any way I'm setting them up. So um, David, you have an IRA for Caitlin and you have an IRA for yourself. What is an IRA? So an IRA is, there's two different types of IRAs. Okay. Well, two different types that I care about. There's a regular IRA, which is paid with pre-tax dollars. And there's a Roth IRA, which is paid with post-tax dollars. Okay. I prefer the Roth because I want my money to be my money. Okay. So when we look at that, if you, if you buy into a regular IRA, what you're buying into is they're going to, you know, you're going to take $3,000, put it in. They're going to give you a, that $3,000. They're going to take off of your taxes and you're going to get a savings now realizing that when you retire, you'll be making less money. So your, your hit on that will be lower, obviously, than whatever you're paying now. I don't know that that's going to be the truth for me. I, I'm hoping that I'm making more when I'm in my 60s than I'm making now. That That's my goal. Yeah. If I'm doing that, I would rather my money grows tax-free. So I'm throwing money into Roth IRAs every time over a tax benefit now. I don't care about a tax benefit now. Sure. Um. Are things going to change? Are you going to keep an eye on it if tax benefits change in the future? I will. Yeah. It, I, obviously, if they come out with something crazy, I'm I'm more than willing to look at anything crazy. Sure. But right now, for my value, I'll stick with the Roth because I know it's going to grow. I'm not going to pay taxes on the growth. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm with, happy with, with that. With my 401k, I was at I was at 15 percent into a Roth 401 and a 5% into traditional. Mm -hmm. um, because right, I, I know for a fact I'm gonna have more money when I'm older. It's, it's yep. I don't wanna get into a mindset that says I'm not, I don't want there to be any chances. So um, I did lower it to 10% into Roth and 5% into traditional, uh, gives me a good paycheck that I want. Um, but I put that other 5% over into Betterment because it's an index fund and I want that, I want those funds available for the, oh crap, something just happened like during this pandemic. Like if I absolutely need to, yeah, I call it her money, but it's gone, right? <laughs> like daddy's got to save, daddy's got to save a house. Like you need a roof over your head before you need a bank account that says you have some money. So, um, yeah, so I, I took, you know, I took. I mean, it's still technically Roth, if you think about it, because I've already paid taxes on that money, yep. then I put it into an index fund, um, right? I just get to be able to take it sooner and choose to pay taxes on it quicker if I absolutely need to. The only reason I changed, I changed that format, so. Well, and I know looking, looking at things, so when we have these, like, the, the 403B is a great example. So, you know, I, I just throw the money in there. I don't think about it. Let me, so sure. I, don't mean to stop, I don't mean to stop you. Um, before we aired on this, I did get a question. Yeah, um, sure. 
Yeah, so, and it was about 403 since you, you know, um, the, the question was, what do I do with my 403B? Um, the person had, had a job at a different company, mm -hmm. transferred to a new company, um, so their 403B is still stuck with the old company, and they opened a new one because, you know, it doesn't just roll into it. Um, they opened a new 403B with this new company, so they want to know what to do with their old one, what to do with their new one, and should they change anything during this pandemic, which I think we, we talked about, we wouldn't change any investments if we could afford it during this pandemic time. We'd rather cut other things to make sure that we're, you know, I mean, our money's better spent in, in investing. So um, 403B, old, new, go ahead and, and let me know your advice. So my thoughts on that is you probably cannot roll it over to your new 403B, but it doesn't hurt to check. So check. Who would they check with? Uh, whoever's administering that plan. So like we're set up with Voya through our work. Sure. Simple phone call or email to them saying, hey, I have this old 403B. Is this something I can roll into this account? And they'll let you know, yeah, we can do that or no, we can't. All right, so um, reiterate, call, you know, call, call the, the new company to see if your old 403 can roll over into it. Correct. Okay. So call new to see if old can go over to it, okay? And, and, and if it can't, then what? If it can't, I'm looking for some other investment option to throw that into, whether it be a traditional IRA or a Roth, because you're going to end up spending more to keep it where it's at in plan fees than, you, than you're really going to get out of it. You, you, you can't keep contributing to it. So if you put it into a Roth, you're going to end up paying taxes. If you can roll it into just a traditional IRA, at least you'll save your taxes in that, in that case. Sure. What you really want to do is find someplace you can roll that over that's tax-free so that you're not taking that money as, as some kind of hit against your income that year because that, and you know, let's, let's pretend for a minute, Nick, it's your wife. Okay. Sure. And let's pretend she's not getting unemployment because you know, I know she qualifies, but let's pretend she's not getting it. A year like this, you might be making less money. So could you afford that tax hit? Sure. This might be the year to do it. I, the, the IRAs that were open for me when I was 16, were traditional IRAs. I transferred them to Roth in 2009 and 10. I, I split it over two years. I think it was nine and 10 or eight and nine, something like that. And I could take the tax hit combined over those two years. And because, you know, I wasn't making that much money back then, it didn't matter to me. I, I wasn't paying much more in in taxes and now it's growing tax-free. Sure. So what we're doing is we're looking for an investment tool we can throw that money into that's not gonna hurt us now. Yep and that we can see benefits later. And, it, and if the new company will let you roll that into what you got, go for that. That's the easiest and quickest way to deal with it. All your money's in one spot. Sure, so you trust the, you trust the new company with your money then, okay? Yeah. So now, now what do we do with the, new, with the new 403? How do we contribute? Do we do what we did? Like, what, what's your, what's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, it, you know, there's some questions you have to answer for yourself. I, I think Umar would agree with this. So at, at our current company, 
they would match half of whatever you put in up to 4%. So if you put in 4%, they'd give you two. Now, because of the pandemic, come July, they're suspending that for six months and they'll reevaluate it the first of the year. So at that point, maybe there's a, a conversation, you know, that you need to have on what do I want to do with this? But if there's a match, you max that out. Okay. You need to take into effect your age. Because if you're younger, whatever investments you pick in the 403B need to match whatever age you're really at. So I, I know with ours, they have funds where you can just invest and forget about it, you know, and, and they're based off of your retirement year. So if you plan on retiring around 2055, there's a 2055 account. I have some money in that. I have some money in the 45. I have some money in the 2025 account. But I also pick my own investments because I'm an investment guy. So I want to know where my money's at and, and where I'm getting good value for that money. So only some of it's invested in those things I don't have to think about. Sure. So if you're young, 40 or under, even 45 or under, stay moderately aggressive. Because 42 and a half, stay moderately aggressive. <laughs> so. Correct. Okay. Yep. Because we, we know it's going to come back. Now, now people keep saying they, they, they love to tie the economy to what stocks are doing. Okay. Sure. They're not related in any way, shape, or form. No. <laughs> so when, when we look at it, we really don't want to look at, is the economy doing well because the stock market's up? No, that, that has nothing to do with anything. It, we can ask this question right now. Nick, you know people. Can they afford to miss two paychecks? Yes. Most of the people I know can't. Oh, most of the people I know, I know some that can. Yeah, you know uh, some that can. can. No, yeah, I say others. Yeah. Don't. Most of my tenants, right? Um, Perfect. Couldn't miss a couldn't miss a paycheck. So, um, right this last month was was tough i i did i'll be honest i had to wait till stimulus checks kind of came out to, to collect all my rent um and i still had collected it so you know when it comes down to it you know people don't have enough money saved up uh to to make it a week i mean two weeks is two weeks is pretty much broke you know, i mean calling calling mom and dad and saying hey i screwed up you know, one week is, all right, hey, we're going to struggle. But, you know, so, um, you know, I, I say, when I answer yes two weeks, I mean, right, I know for a fact you could go two weeks without a paycheck. It would suck, but I know you could go two weeks without a paycheck. Um, and, and we know so, most people can't. No, most most can't. I I don't know the statistic. I should, I should Google it. Um, I want to say it was – 82% or something like that of people don't have a thousand dollars in the checking account, you know, uh, or in the savings account. Um, and that's crazy, right? Like, I mean, um, you know, which tells you, you can go, you couldn't go this amount of time without, without, uh, the $600 stimulus check coming or the, you know, not $1,200 stimulus check coming in, or you couldn't go this time. So, um, right. Like it's, it's an eye opener very much of, of, Hey, I should probably have a little bit of money into an Oh crap account. For just well, that, that tells us how great the economy is right now. It's, it's just not good. And it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good for 30 years. Well, I mean, 
you know, I, the economy, I guess, like to me, it's growing because like jobs are getting created and they're filling it. But we just watched a quick boom, right? My company that I work for literally just sent out, there's a hiring freeze on all salaried positions. They're not going to be they're not promoting people. There's a hiring freeze um, until they figure out how many of us hourly people are coming back. Uh, you know, so there, there is, there's a boom. Like the economy just went south like, like that, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't, Hey, we slowly seen this coming. No, this was like, buckle up, grab your bootstraps. Here we go. We're down the bottom, and you're not. You have no chances of promotion. So, um, you know, that, and that that's that's a frustration for sure. Well, and that's that's really where people are coming from at this point. Is you know, can, can I can I afford to be without money? No, I I can't afford to be without money. Is, you know, my neighbor going to be better than I am? Yeah, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I can tell you right now with where I live. I live in Byron Center, okay? I probably have more money than most people on my block. I live like I have less. Because I don't have, you know, multiple mortgages. I don't have multiple vehicles. I mean, I do. Well, you do have, mul you do have multiple vehicles. You just don't. But, you know, I, I know... You know, I, I know I live in a, I live in Jenison, my, my area, right? Like I know I'm, I'm, I have more money than most of my neighbors as well, because I, I, I choose a lower lifestyle and again, don't have the, you know, I, I, it's funny, I have two neighbors that, that try to keep up with the Joneses, um, right? Like one goes out and gets a new car. The next one goes, gets a new car. One gets a new lawnmower riding. The next one gets, you know. So it's very fun to watch as I as I sit my Bud Lights and, uh, <laughs> but no, you know it's 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 one of those things where it's you know hey we got we got to pay attention to if people are spending money it's usually a time to save right if people are saving that's usually a time to cut back and invest like a crap ton right like I mean you know you don't need to be spending you know but you need to be investing right so there's people are spending money save money. People are saving money or not spending money because they don't have it. That's investment time, right? So all the money you saved, invest it and go, right? I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll bounce back. So I think I think uh, the the pandemic that's happening. You know, we're what? It's it's Thursday the twenty third right now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get a notice come next week uh, whether we're going to be shut down for longer or not. You know, I don't know where we're going to be. My my wife thinks we're going to be shut down for quite a bit. Wisconsin shut down till June. Illinois, I think, just announced uh, that they're going to shut down till June. Uh, West Virginia, West Virginia is, is, you know, the 26th, which is that Friday. So they're going to open the weekend up. Good job, them. <laughs> but you know, I mean, they're 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 shut down until June, you know. So, I, you know, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see some oh crap, here it comes, uh, very very fast. So, um, what's what's your opinion on what's gonna come here? We're getting at least two more weeks, um, if not another month. I I think I think she'll evaluate it on a two week basis. So I think when the governor comes out tomorrow, she'll say, you know, we're not doing anything till the 15th or so of May. 
Sure. And then a week before that, she'll say, we're not doing anything till June 1. And I think eventually it will be June 1. Um, you know, Don and I talked about it back when this started, that June 1 was a possibility. And how's the business going to look if we're sitting there closed for three months? And luckily, you know, we're, we're going to be all right. But a lot of people are not in that boat. You know, a lot of people, especially small business owners, because she's on small business owner meetings all the time, they're freaking out because they don't know where the money's coming from. They don't, when it does eventually open, they don't know if they'll have any customers with any money to come back to. Sure. So they're worried and, and I understand that fear, but I also, as a business owner, sit here and look at it and go, well, you know, we can open everything up right now. And even if only 10% of the people out there die, of 10 million people you, you want to be responsible for 10 percent? i don't I, I think the best thing we can do right now is is be smart and continue to do things like social distancing and continue to stay home as much as possible when this opens back up i think everybody's gonna have to wear masks so if you had if you had money to play around with Instead of going out in public, would you just day trade all day every day? Because I know I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And I, I trust me. I think about it every day. So, uh, you know, I it's just tough to throw out that kind of money to something that's I can't predict. So. Well, and that that's where you and I are usually coming from. We we want to be as aggressive as possible, but we don't want to make stupid bets. Right, and we want to have knowledge and make educated decisions. Correct. Except I know I know. when I started going back to school, everybody said, well, why are you going back to school? I said, well, you know, I kind of want the degree. But for what? You're going to get a better job? No, I'm not going to get a better job, but I don't understand investing well enough. Like, Nick's known me for a long time. I've always done stuff with money. But I didn't know what a beta was, let alone what to put my money in. So... I figured, okay, I'll go into finance. I like that. I'll learn some stuff. I can go and invest. If I never finished my degree at this point, yeah, that would suck. But I know a lot more now than I did, you know, when I started investing. So I've, I've gotten a lot out of it because I know where to put money. I know how to hedge my bets. I know I'm going to lose money. I need to be okay with whatever I'm putting in to lose. I, I think that's, that's a great place where Ummer's at. So Ummer's got... You know, no real changes salary-wise. He's got yep. young ones at home. Two? Do you have two, Amr? No, just one 16-month one. Okay, so he's got the one at home. So he can sit there and say, okay, this, this market looks awful. Let's buy stocks. Yeah. Because he knows they're going to go up, and when they go up, he's going to make a lot of money off of that. Sure. And, and here's the big question, Amr. When they go up, would you reevaluate and go back to some bonds? Eventually. Yeah. Because we're always looking to hedge that bet. Bonds will lose less money, you know, in this downturn than what stocks will. So if you had them going in, that's great. Keep them. And then when it hits bottom, like Ummer did, say, all right, get rid of those bonds. Let's go buy stocks. You know, and he's at a great age where he can do that. My mother, on the other hand, we, I pulled her way more conservative. She lost, you know, for everybody who lost $10, she only lost three. Sure. 
So when she looks at her accounts, yeah, she's down $35,000, but she could have been down $100,000. I'm not telling her to change anything at this point because I'm not worried about her long-term growth. She's, you know, 67 years old. We just need to keep that where it is. When the market bounces back, she'll make some more money. Will it, you know, come back 40 grand? I don't know that. But at least, you know, we're hedging that bet. So, all right, guys. Hey, it's uh, a little past an hour of run. Um, just say, if anybody has any questions that watches this, let us know. We want to we want to build content that helps everyone out. We want to we want to grow and develop knowledge uh, of investing, of of getting to a, a better future uh, for yourself, for your family, whatever your goal is. We want to we want to help you achieve that um with an investing mindset so um again i'm nick uh that's david if you guys uh if, if you guys really have anything reach out to us and, and we'll do our best so armor's been really nice enough to join us the last two weeks because he loves to talk money too i mean literally we got off of this last week and armor sending me messages going man that was fun and nick sending me messages going man that was fun <laughs> Great we just love talking money. I love it. I could I do mean, this all day. I, I would too. So, I mean, even, you know, if somebody's seeing this, because I'm sure Amr will say, hey, go look, we, we were talking about money. Get a hold of Amr. He'll, he'll absolutely tell you, hey, come talk with us. We're having fun. So, I know we're talking about maybe moving to Tuesdays. We're going to try and finalize that, you know, by the end of the weekend here. So, if anybody's interested, they can get out and, and see what's up and and hopefully more people join us, ask some more questions, and, and we can, you know, share in the knowledge. Because I think that's what we're here for. We want to share in the knowledge. I want to learn more things that I'm not doing and don't know about. Sure. Because I want more money. Right. I say, I, uh, I, I wrote on my board, uh, my goal in life is to do what I want when I want to. So I'm going to need money to do that. <laughs> True story. All right, gentlemen, we'll, we'll wrap it up this week and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll connect in a few days again and, and figure out how to have another nice, fun conversation. All right, boys. Good. We'll see you Tuesday. All right, you guys take care. You too. See you. Bye. Cheers.